So today's Bible reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. And you can find that on page uh, 1757 or about there. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed, clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done well in the body, whether good or bad. Thanks, Shannon. Uh, if you've got a Bible in front of you, that would be helpful just to follow on, on with there. I'm just going to uh, refer a bit uh, back to uh, 2 Corinthians 5. Um, and the outline there, there's a detailed outline uh, for this uh, talk on page 5. Um, and that might be helpful for you to, to follow on. Um, what we're going to do today, to the rest of the, our formal time together, is we're going to reflect on a bit of 2 Corinthians 5 that we've just read, and then we're going to finish with a final song, Our Only Confidence. Uh, as we sing that song, even the title in itself, as we sing that at the end, I want you to reflect on why that's such a great song to finish in light of the passage that we've re- we're reading today. Our confidence in God in light of what we're looking at today. Uh, what we're going to do over these uh, three weeks as a kind of a kick-off series for the year is think about three different perspectives of Christ and how he relates to us. Today, security in Jesus. Next week, being reconciled by Jesus. And by the way, next week, we've got um, uh, the um, Newman's baptism and Jack's getting baptised as well next week. Um, and so that'll be a great week as well as we do that. So that'll be encouraging. Being reconciled by God. And the last week, we're going to look at being an ambassadors for Jesus. And they kind of come together uh, as a whole. And so we're going to look at that today. Um, uh, let me, let me uh, pray and then we're going to get into it. Heavenly Father, our simple prayer today is wherever we're at with you, whether we don't know you particularly at all, or whether we genuinely live for you, help us to see real security can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what do these things have in common? A house, a job, insurance, health, life, um, home, car, friends and money. What do they have in common? Pardon? They're transient. They're transient. 
They don't hang around. That's very, very true. But we like them, don't, don't we? I think we do. Who likes having friends? Yeah. Oh, good, excellent. Hands gone up. That's good. Oh, that's good. Excellent. I won't ask who doesn't because that could get awkward. Um, but <laughs> um, we like, actually, we know the whole thing about greed in the Bible and we wrestle with that and we, 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 we try and do that well. But we do like having money so that we can actually pay for things that we need to do, right? We, need, we like to pay for our holidays. We like to pay for the food that we can eat. We like to have money because we kind of need it in the way our world operates. We like these things. You see, what's at the heart of all of these things is really a universal human desire that all of us have, whether it's expressed deeply or not in our subconscious or overtly or in all different ways, that universal human desire to have a sense of security. And this isn't an adult thing. This is the thing that kids have and teenagers have as well. We want security where, where we are in our life. When a little kindy kid goes uh, up to, you know, reception kid goes to school for the first time, they're not just walking into any classroom and thinking it'll all be fine. They want to know the security that the person, the big scary adult, the front of the room is going to be okay and that their parents give them every support to help them into the room. And it's a, it's a little kid issue. When you're, when you're a teenager, do you want security? Well, you kind of would like to think that you could trust on your, in your friends. And when your friends, and in that time of life, it doesn't always work out that well, when that doesn't happen, you feel this loss of control and lack of security because you've lost your, your, your friends or you're kind of in and out of friends. You actually really want security as a teenager. You finish school and you've got freedom, and what do you want freedom for? To not have the fear of, 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 of loss. And so what do you want? You need to get a job. Why do you want a job? So you, you know you can get on with life. And that job gives you purpose and that security there. And so you might go to university or do something else, find a, find a trade or, or work straight away so that you can have security. And when you're a mature adult, me maybe, mature adult, in 40s, stop shaking your head. <laughs> Uh, let's say adult, when you, you'd like to have a house that you could live in and know that you could stay there, whether you're renting or you've got a mortgage, you'd like to get to the point that you could own it so you don't have the burden of a mortgage, all these things. We like security. The world likes security. Why do you think there's billions and billions and billions of dollars spent in the military? It's not because of any other reason other than power and national security or whatever security it is the world of politics is a world of lack of security where you look behind your back because you're worried you're going to lose your job and so you do everything you can to try and keep everything we do is about security the question is how do we wrestle with security as christians and so if you're a christian here today that's the question that you want to ask, how can I do this that pleases God? And if you're wrestling where, where you are with God, today is a great opportunity for you, you to see how Christians actually think about these things a bit differently. And what do I think about that? And is that worthwhile? You see, anxiety is a real thing that we all, encu- we all deal with in different aspects of life. So going to your first job, to actually having an emotional 
actual real struggles to just dealing with day-to-day grind, we have all these anxieties. And if we had complete and utter security, we can deal with them a lot better. So this passage we have today is a fantastic passage because Paul is talking to the Corinthians and what he actually wants them to know is you are a follower of Jesus and so your security is totally different to the world's and all the way the world thinks about security. And so I want us to just reflect on that for a few moments today because I think it kind of really transforms our minds and helps us set up the year going, you know what, no matter what happens this year, no matter what happens, if everything fell apart, this is worst case scenario, I don't anticipate this happening, everything fell apart, we can't meet here at the end of the year and there's no home for us anywhere else, there's no security for Grove, because of this passage, you've got ultimate security. Let's have a look at it. Um, The first point in the outline there I want you to see is Paul wants the Corinthians who have had this whole issue with him, he sets up a church with them, they kind of then reject him and he writes a letter correcting him and they're not so keen, he goes and visits them and then they kind of reconcile and he wants to reassure them that he's still with them, he's still for them and so he wants to give them security at this part and what we see, he talks about a tent in verse 1, have a look at verse 1 of chapter 5. For we know that if the earthly tent we lived in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. You see, the earthly tent and its destruction is really important for us to see. Because when you think about a tent, they're not that secure. Did people, anyone like, I was going to say tenting, I think you're supposed to say camping, right? (laughs) Camping? Camping? Does anyone like camping in tents? Yeah, yeah, you like camping in tents. Um, do you, how secure are your tents? Yeah, relatively <laughs> secure. Right. They're usually made of some kind of fabric. They're usually something you fold up and you pull down. And if you've got a knife to it and just slid, you know, one of your, your big knives through it, Matt, you'd be able to cut it through, right? Easy, easy, yeah, right? They're not that secure. You peg them into the ground. Tents, are really good and actually you know probably that that's kind of what housing was more like um, uh, in in the early parts of the bible and before the temple was built god's home was in the tabernacle tent and it traveled around it was temporary tents house you but they're kind of temporary for we know that if the earthly tent we live in Paul's not talking to them about the fact that they're just tent dwellers. He's talking to them about the fact that this stuff, their body, is like a tent. And we live in it. And so if we think that way, if we, if, if we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven. There is a temporiness to who we are. The temporary nature of tense is the perfect imagery imagery for how we live and our temporary nature. Our bodies work very well. It's amazing when you study human anatomy how well they function. But they seem to be pretty temporary. Actually, really temporary. 
Is anyone willing to say you're at peak physical fitness right now? Put your hand down, Jack and Joel. Um, I'm going to point you out because that's outrageous. Um, we're not really willing to do that. And even if you were, you've probably got niggles because you've got an injury. We, and then we decline. There's, our bodies are amazing and yet they're temporary. Sometimes in the time of our life where they're supposed to be super healthy, they get really sick. 80 years is not that long a time in the scope of the world, but at 80 years, the bodies don't function as well and they end up running out. The tent is no longer useful. What Paul is wanting the Corinthians to know is the Christian perspective is not to find security in our dwelling now because you can't. I know this only well. I've been on holidays. I've seen two of my three uh, brothers in the last uh, month. My three brothers are all personal trainers and they're really fit. I'm the unfit, ugly duckling of the, of the siblings and they remind me of it regularly. So I'm constantly confronted with the fact that I'm unhealthy, that I'm 40, they're not, that I'm, I'm the one that's got the injuries. I, and I see how temporary it is. Because what you could do is you could, you know what, I'm just going to look after this body as best I can. You could decide that my security be found in eating healthy. Our world is obsessed with eating all sorts of ways. And it's actually a really good thing. You can live better, healthier, be more productive. I'm not poo-pooing it. But when you actually say, when you actually say this is where security is ultimately found... None of those bodies actually last. We need clarity on how much security we can find. And so we see verse 2, in light of our earthly tent, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. You see, the reality is, Life is full of groaning and longing. And, and we long to be clothed with something a little bit more permanent. Lorraine hit the nail on the head when he said the temporary nature of those things we find security in. Because we groan for something that's a bit longer. And they don't give it. And so, the Christian perspective is you're not just groaning that you wish they were better, that you wish they'd last longer, but that you, you actually long for the thing you know will last longer. To be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. You see, the second point is the heavenly dwelling has an eternal status. It's not something that we just cobble together, like we pull up a tent. It's from God. We have a building from God in verse 1, an eternal house in heaven, not by us. And so, like he says, as we long for that, that heavenly dwelling in verse 2, we long to be clothed in that and its permanentness and its greatness so we'll not be found naked. Can you see the contrast in that passage? This body 
even with these clothes on, gives us real vulnerability. We want to know that we're safe and secure. The desire to find something more permanent is what we should long for. So how do we process this? Well, verse 4, we read, While we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. We long to be with God, because God gives us something that is far better than anything else we can find here. All those things I mentioned at the beginning, the wonderful things that they are, all of the um, uh, all of the exercise that you do, and I've started to try and exercise again after a very long eye-off, and it's really painful, um, will not ultimately help. But the problem is, I think, when we're going well. You may be in this place right now, you may not. But when your job is going fantastic... Actually, you're earning more money than you ever have. That there's nothing particularly going wrong for you at this moment, or there's certain aspects of your life that are going really, really well, that what we can end up doing is forgetting that we're a tent, not a building from God. We need to consider where ultimate security is. And I think... uh, Verse 5 is crucially important to this whole idea. Let me read it uh, with you. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose... So, I just love that phrase. It's a beautiful way that NLB, NLB has put that there. That fashioned us for this very purpose. What is the very purpose? Well, if we look before, he's saying what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He's saying God's purpose for us is a life that goes on with him for in eternity. And our perspective for the beginning of the year is to cast our eyes and minds to that as we get on with the grind of life, as we get on with the joys of life as we get on with the heartache and pain of life. You see, it's not just that God's uh, fashioned us for this very purpose and you've got to take my word for it or even just take the word for it that we just read in this Bible because it's the book we choose to follow. It's because the words in this book that we choose to follow tell us about a God who's done something and he's given us something. You see, he goes on to say in verse 5, who has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. He's given us a purpose to be with him forever and he said to his his followers, I don't want you to just wonder whether that's going to happen. I want you to know with certain... I want you to have confidence. I want it to be your only confidence to know that I will be with you. I will guarantee with you what is to come. He promises... His Holy Spirit, guaranteeing for us a permanency while we're living in a tent. It's very different 
to the interactions I've had with Ethan over the last couple of days. We've got back from holidays. There was a lot of cricket played in the backyard on holidays. A lot of cricket. We get back, school's on, it's a crazy week. I want to play cricket, Dad. I want to play... Mate, we'll play cricket this week. We'll, 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 get, we'll get in the backyard. I had to mow the lawn to do that first, and I never got to that. So I said to him, I know we didn't get to it, buddy. We're going to play a lot of cricket. It's okay. It's still going to happen lots. What do you think he said? You want to have a guess? But you promised. I know I did, buddy. I'm sorry, but it just couldn't happen. The way this week worked out. We had a lot on, didn't we? But you promised. A follower of Jesus never ever says those words to God because he's broken them. He doesn't. He doesn't break his promise. He has promised us that there is an eternal guarantee where security is assured. And we know that not just because he says that's the case, but because we know who God is and what he's done. It's totally and utterly wrapped up in what we'll see next week. The blood of Jesus that brings us back to him, reconciles us to him. Jesus dies for us, does all of that for us. Why would there not be a guarantee with that? Why would he do that? And say, ah, but you know what? I've decided I died for you. I faced all the wrath of all of humanity's sin, but I've decided not to follow through on the promise, even though I went through all of that for you. He guarantees what is to come with great joy. We can embrace it. So I wonder whether you can see the stark difference between the securities that are good for us to live in, to try and to continue to live, but how temporary, how fleeting, and how that's not where our security is ultimately found. Our security is in Jesus. And so I want us to just finish with three reflections on that that come out of the passage. So therefore, we, those three final points there, first of all, if we have this security in Jesus, we live by faith and not by sight. You see that there in verse 7. We've got this confidence that we're with God and that's where we're going to be into all eternity. And so now, verse 7, we live by faith, not by sight. He's saying that what you do is not just walk around hoping and wishing and having this leap in the dark faith that you're wondering whether it's all going to work out. What you do is you live trusting in God's promises and what Jesus has done in the past. And you do that with great security. Now, I can actually see my muscles if I look close enough. There is one there. I think there's one back here. I can look at my physical appearance and I can see it in front of me. You can do that too. You can, you can look at your bank account. You can pull it up. You can probably even do it here on your phone. You can look up the money in your virtual money that we have today in your bank account. You can go home in your dwelling that you live in and you can see your security that's right there. You can look to the person next to you and say, I can see my friend. Hopefully they're not your mortal enemy. Um, and you know, your friend, right? You, you can see, but this different security is totally different because you're not looking for the things that you can see and tangibly hold on to. You live by a trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and find your security in that. It's 
radically different to the world that creeps grabbing to security in all different places. And that's the offer that Jesus gives us. And if you've been searching for security, you've been searching for hope, you've been searching for something of greater purpose, actually, today, what you're seeing from God's Word is Jesus is saying, I'm willing to offer you something very different. And it's not going to go on for a while, it's going to go on forever, and all you have to do is live by faith. Trust in me. You don't have to earn it. You live by faith. Trust in what I've done. It's kind of freeing, isn't it? And so the second thing we do as we have security in Christ is we have a goal to please Him. To please Him. The Verse 9, we make it our goal to please Him whether we're at home in the body or away from it. You see, if we understand security in Christ, the whole way we think about pleasing God the dynamic changes. How we relate to God is totally different. I don't think it's a big stretch in our imaginations to think that Christians Christians should want to make God happy and please Him and to bring Him joy, glory and honour. Like that, that doesn't... That, that makes sense, right? But the key thing is how we approach it. So you don't earn, you don't want to please God so that you will earn His favour or to increase your status or to earn security. You do it in response to the favour, status and security He has given us. That's how we do it. We want to please Him, but not in a works-based manner. Now, there's that very... uh, uh, challenging verse in verse 10 which could you could make a very good argument for saying well that's just the exact opposite of what you just said michael we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ so that each of us may receive what is due for the things done on the body whether good or bad and we're not going to go into in depth uh today because as you know we'll probably end up with two corinthians five regularly throughout the year because i accidentally do that all the time as you know but the good is to trust in jesus All of us are going to come before God and call for account and Jesus steps in our place and takes our place for him. That is the key to understanding what he's saying. It's not that Christians don't get judged by God, it's just our judgment is dealt with by Jesus. We please God because we have security. And lastly, we have ultimate security despite appearances. Verse 5 is at the heart of what we've seen today and I think that highlights it for us. You could be on the streets with no food, not even a tent, not even a tarp. You could literally not have any job or way of getting money. You could be wondering how you could eat, where you're going to sleep and you could actually be the most secure person in the world that ever lived if you're in Christ. As secure people in Christ, we desperately want to help people in those circumstances and not let that be the case. But the real significance is security into eternity. Do you believe that? 
See, for us at Grove, it's important for us to remember that every year. This year, we're actually dealing with our security. Uh, what, uh, to give you a bit of an update of where we're up to is we're, we're, we're working with Padere to move over to the senior campus to, uh, the, they're gonna build a gym like this, bigger, a full-size basketball court. And we're hoping, uh, that we're gonna actually be with them and do that. The, the other church, the other church that meets in the chapel there, really keen for us to, to do that as well. There's, there's no issues there. We have great relationship in being able to do that with the journey. And it's all, all good. We're wanting to make that happen. They're actually suggesting to us, we want to, we want to say, uh, if you want to have a bit more of a formal arrangement and have a five year commitment and, and we, we can organize things to get, get out of it. And it's looking really positive. And we have all this security and it's really, really great. Ah, oh, excellent. We're not year by year wondering where we'll be and all those kind of things. That's really great. But it may, it's nothing has been finalized yet we haven't we're, we're sorting out all those things now and we're working all of that out but we haven't signed anything there's no confirmation it's not public knowledge that the community knows or anything like that it's, it's okay for you to know but it's not something we're kind of publicizing all those things yet because we haven't formalized it but it's really important for us to consider our security isn't in finding that place even though it seems that god is uh, indicating it's helpful for it, it would be good for us to go there and that we are being blessed with a little bit more extra security in where we're going to be. Our security is in our relationship with God. And that's important for humanity who the world always is struggling with security and fear. But the one thing I think the terror has done and that wars always do is they highlight our need to want to be safe and belong. In the wickedness of terror and war and all the pain and heartache that it brings, that's highlighted, isn't it? And sometimes it ends up finding some sense of peace. But if we do any sense of history of the world, we know that the world is so broken and torn and not in peace. And yet, in Christ, humanity can find eternal peace and security. And so for you, whether it be your emotional well-being, your physical health, your life circumstances... Can you say that in 2018 and every year that you're on this earth, your security is found in Christ as you wait for your heavenly dwelling? We're going to finish. We're going to finish by singing our only confidence. The song that Jack wrote with his uh, a band a few years ago and I asked him, why did you write that song? Is because I wanted people to truly know where the centre of their confidence can be found, in God. Isn't that where we're heading? And so please uh, stand and, uh, and sing this song as we as finish our time together today.